Namaste from Kathmandu, Nepal. This is Ross. This is the Peripatetic Podcast. And today, the show's a little bit later than usual. I think it's still going to come out on Sunday in every time zone. But there was, I spent most of the morning staring at the sun. There was a solar eclipse today. And it wasn't anything spectacular, but I watched it from the rooftop and um, recording a little bit later. But this is going to be an episode about the state of the show and answering a couple listener questions. So, let's begin. My original commitment to myself was to do 52 episodes, one show per week throughout the whole year. So, we're roughly halfway through, 25 episodes in, and I have no plan to discontinue it. In fact, this will probably be something I do for the rest of my life because I really enjoy it. It's been a fun creative outlet, not only speaking, but writing the blogs on the side. But I am considering rebranding the show and giving it a different focus, maybe. Maybe away from travel. I don't know. I haven't figured that out yet. At a minimum, I'm going to change the name of the show at some point. Because people are like, what is it? Patriarchy podcast? Parapathetic podcast? The Parachute podcast? So... I need a new brand. I need a new name. And if you have any ideas, please let me know. I'd love to hear it. But yeah, on a larger scale, one thing I'm trying to do is just learn and improve at the the art of broadcasting and communication. And so it's an excuse. It's also an excuse to interview interesting people. And I have a mental list of all these people I'd like to have on the show someday. And so, yeah, it's cool. It's, It's fun. And thank you for bearing with all my verbal tics and inarticulate thoughts as I slowly develop this skill. And so today, uh, yeah, answering a few listener questions and sort of giving advice. And one thing I want to say about advice is some people say you should go straight to the top. So if you want to learn about podcasting, you go to the best. You go to Joe Rogan, right? Joe Rogan, by the way, if you haven't heard, he just got a $100 million contract to put his show exclusively on Spotify. So he's the biggest name in podcasting by far. But anyways, or let's say you want to learn about travel. Are you going to listen to the guy who's been on the road for 20 years? Or like this guy I've been been reading his blog lately who's walking around the world with a stroller and he's been doing this, a stroller and his dog, and he's been doing this for five years. And like, yeah, there's a lot you could learn from him, but I think there's also a lot of value in learning from someone who's only slightly ahead of you, like me, who's just getting started with this. So yeah, I can't give you expert advice and I'm not an authority by any means on, you know, podcasting or traveling or freelancing, but I can tell you how to get started because I just recently did that myself. You know, I think of the quote by, one of my favorite quotes by Nassim Taleb, he says something along the lines of, When the beard is black, heed the reasoning, but ignore the conclusion. When the beard is gray, consider both reasoning and conclusion. When the beard is white, skip the reasoning, but mind the conclusion. So I'm squarely in the black beard category, but I think there's value to it. And I hope you listen to this and agree. Okay, so the first question is something I've gotten a few times over the last few months since I've been traveling, and it's some variation of this. I have a couple years 
until I can travel for one reason or another. Maybe I'm in a job, I'm in a military contract like I was, or for whatever reason, I'm not in a position to travel yet. What recommendations do you have in getting prepared? So I'm going to attack this from three angles. Number one, I'm going to tell you what not to do. And that is to don't worry about the logistics. Don't worry about what you take. You know, one of the first episodes of the show I interviewed, the first interview I did was Maddie Reynolds, and she said something great. She said, take half as much stuff and twice as much money. So don't worry about what you take. Don't worry about, you know, you'll hear people talking about get your vaccines done and get your whatever, get everything ready. The only thing that you really have to have ready is your passport. Everything else you can do when you arrive. You could take nothing with you. You could buy everything you need when you land. You could figure it out when you're there. So don't worry about the logistics. Don't worry about what to pack. And, you know, figure it out as you go. That's, that's what I would say. So number one is what not to do. Don't worry about logistics. Number two on my list of things you should do in preparing for long-term travel is save your money. And I'll spare you the details of what you should do, max out your 401k, max out your IRA, save this percentage of your income, that kind of stuff. I'll spare you those details, and that'll probably be a future episode. But what I will say is figure out roughly how much you're going to spend. So where are you going to go? Are you going to go to South America? Are you going to go to Asia? Are you going to have income on the road? Because that'll affect things too. But come up with a budget for yourself for a year, and then figure out how much time based off your savings you can travel for at that budget. Um, you know, look at how much a month long Airbnb rental is or whatever it is, that you, however you're going to live, wherever you're going to live and figure it, figure out what that number is and then plan accordingly. And like I talked about in a previous show, like I like to look at money and how much freedom can it buy me? So if my budget for this year is $25,000 or if my budget for traveling is $25,000 a year, and I have $75,000 in a travel fund, that means I have three years of freedom. I have three years to travel. So that's how I like to think about it. And that's, that's assuming if you're not making any money along the way. If you are, if you have a job that you can sustain from remotely, then perfect. Not even a factor. One podcast I really, really like a lot that has shaped my personal finance philosophy is Radical Personal Finance. And he talks about some really, just like the show title, Radical Personal Finance, he talks about some really unconventional things like, you know, living on a trailer and walking across the country for traveling and just really unconventional ways of thinking about finance. And he's got the, the, the credentials to back it up, but he's also thinks about things differently than most professional financial advisors do. Um, Joshua Sheets is the name of the host. So yeah, that's a, that's a show I really recommend, Radical Personal Finance. And number three advice to you preparing to travel is have a purpose. So maybe it's to learn a skill. Like my first month in Mexico, it was scuba diving. Or maybe you're going to go down to Argentina and learn tango dancing. Or maybe, maybe a language, maybe cooking, whatever it is. Have something like set up that is, is going to fill your time and that you're going to... A purpose, you know? That's, that's, that's what you need. And... Maybe it's to go trekking. Maybe it's world packing. You can volunteer at orphanages and farms and hostels and stuff like that. And um, if you don't have something like that set up, at least 
know what you like to do. What I'm really getting at here is don't be a hostile bum. Like I see these people who will stay, they'll, they'll be at a hostel for like three months and they're not working. They're not learning anything. They're just there. Like they're not even, a lot of times these people aren't even socializing. They're just on their computer. I don't know what they're doing, but so what I'm saying is have a purpose, have a way that you're getting involved, you're meeting locals and learning something. That's the purpose of it at the end. All right, the second question is from my friend Dell in Tokyo. And he asks, do you have the opportunity to play sports on your travels? I'd imagine soccer would be your best opportunity given the global popularity, but any other sports that are unique to one country or another? So the short answer is yes, I've had the opportunity. The long answer is I haven't gone out of my way to play sports. Um, When I started the trip, like I just mentioned, I was in Mexico and my focus was on diving, so that was my sport. But I see people playing sports all the time. Yeah, kicking soccer balls around. Here in Nepal, badminton is very popular. People, you'll see them in their front yard hitting badmintons back and forth. And I've been tempted to ask to join, but I haven't. And it's really just I haven't prioritized it. I haven't gone out of my way for it. I do think it would be a great icebreaker, a great way to meet locals and have some fun, you know, while you're doing it. So, yeah, there's definitely opportunities everywhere you go. You'll see people. And, yeah, I think it would be a great idea to pack a Frisbee, you know, something light that, that you could introduce locals to if, they, if they're not familiar with it. So, yeah, that's my thoughts with that. You can definitely play sports, and it's a great idea. The third and final question for today is from a listener who wishes to remain anonymous. And she asks... What questions do you ask locals when you meet them? What do you want to find out about the culture of the place that you're in? So great question. Really, really good question. And it depends on how much I already know about the place. So, for example, I've already been in Nepal for cumulatively almost six months now, which, by the way, is longer amount of time than I've spent in Korea and almost as long as I've spent in Japan, which is really interesting how fast time flies so that's all to say if it's here in nepal i'm more familiar with the etiquette and i know a little bit about the history i know a little bit about the behaviors of the people and their values but so my questions are probably i'm not going to be asking about those things i'm not going to be asking about the language behavior things like that how do how do i pay at the restaurant anything like that but if i'm brand new to a place i might ask how do I say thank you in your language? How do I say excuse me? How do I say how much is this cost? And then from there, I want to know about the place. So I'll ask, where do you like to go? What do, you, what do the locals like to do for fun around here? And then moving a little deeper beyond that, I might ask some cultural questions like, why are the buildings painted this way? Or what was that food being sold in the food truck back there? Or... Why does that person bow in this particular way when they're walking by the temple? You know, I'm just making up examples, but it could be anything. I want to learn more about the culture. And so the second part of your question was, what do I want to find out about the culture of the place that I'm in? So I like to know about the history, like who are the people and the events that shaped the country. I like to know about the food. I like to try the food. 
very important. What are the staples? What do they grow? Every country I've been in has unique fruits, unique vegetables. So it's really interesting to try those. Um, what else can I say? I like to understand the values of the place. Like how do people interact with each other? How do they treat the elderly? How do they treat women? How do they treat, you know, you can go on and on. Like everyone has different values and, and unique and complicated um, systems, social systems. Like I'm, I'm constantly learning about the Nepali caste system and how people have a different place in society just based on their last name, based on their caste. It takes months and months and months to unpack all of it. And I mean, a lifetime, you have to, it's so complicated. You can never know everything about a country. So yeah, it just takes getting to know somebody and, and just experiencing the culture. So that's it for this first Q&A session of the show. And I, last week I put out an Instagram post asking for people to submit questions and only got those three responses, but I'll probably do this once a quarter, maybe, you know, maybe more if I run out of show ideas or something, but just thought it'd be interesting to mix it up and feel free to send me a question anytime on Instagram at Peripatetic Podcast, the website peripateticpodcast.wordpress.com. And um, yeah, I'd love to interact with you and hopefully share whatever topics you have on your mind on this show and hopefully you learn something. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later.